top rope. This is the Road to Mania podcast. I believe this is episode four. It's been a crazy week leading up to Fastlane. Nori, what's up? It's your boy Nori Omega in the game since Sega. You know, we back at it again. Road to Mania podcast, episode four. Like my man Hash said, you know, we just here to talk that WWE talk. It's been such a big week. A lot of news, a lot of rumors. A lot of build for WrestleMania, which we've been waiting for. The car is starting to shape up, so we got a lot to look forward to in the next coming weeks. Facts. Exciting wrestling week. Um, exciting week for us. We was at the live show last night. Nori took a clip. That thing went viral. At the end, 45,000 views at least, at least on one person reposting it. That means a lot for a little podcast like us. Yeah, it's... Um... And it kind of shot out of nowhere, you know. It was just some footage of uh, Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. After the show went off the air, they were still going at it. Ronda Rousey was still right at Becky Lynch's neck, throwing in some punches, a couple kicks. Becky Lynch was looking a little weak for a second, but she stood back up, walked tall. The whole crowd still chanting, Becky, Becky, Becky. Booing Ronda as Ronda's walking up. And then, um, you know, Becky Lynch's music hits. She walks up the ramp. And, you know, that was it. Yeah, that's that's definitely an exclusive for when the show cut off. It was it was some fire shit, though. Um, I think that being said, let me let me extend an apology to Ronda Rousey because I gave her a lot of heat last week. And as soon as I did that on the IG's uh, TV thing, talking about how she talks and how she lets her promos across. And even though I still stand by what I said, I did not know that she had a praxia speech and she didn't talk for either the first five or nine years of her life, which in that condition, when you're thinking a lot, like when you're trying to get the words out, it's like when you start talking real fast and everything's not going, or what's going on in your mind doesn't match with the with the uh, speed of your voice. That's what happens. A lot of what she does when she starts talking crazy fast, she sounds like she's kind of mumbling sometimes. You can never catch it. That's actually something she actually has, like a disorder. And she might have, she you know, she might know how to deal with it and beat it. But she she caught a lot of heat from a lot of people about it and how her promo's been going the last couple of weeks. And honestly, like, I think, I mean, I still stand by what I said, but at the same time, if WWE knew that, why wasn't she a heel from the jump? Less is more, and that's exactly what she needed as she showed Monday night. I mean, she still talked fast a little bit, but she got that point across because she was playing no games when it came to that Twitter beef. And I, there have been rumors that that was true, that there was ongoing heat between her and Becky, but Becky getting out of line on Twitter. Some people say she was selling a fight, but... I don't know what you think, Nori. It's like Ronda said, no more Mrs. Nice Bitch. Boo the woo, or excuse me, she said... Uh, she was letting them fly last night, all them curse words. Fly. Yeah, boo the woo. She had, uh, you know, screw the man, or excuse me, screw the woo. You know, screw the man, screw the fantasies. She's just here to bring reality back and... She's not here to entertain people no more. That's that's pretty much what she was saying. She's, you know, she's not the dancing monkey. She's not being who they try to make Ronda Rousey be. It looks like Ronda Rousey is coming to be Ronda Rousey at this point, and that's what we wanted to see. And like I respect her for the promos that she was cutting before, where nobody can understand her because I didn't know about that that speech impediment that she had until you told me about that, and that made me look like. That made me look at her like she just I respect her more because she still kind of worked through that. And she did the best that she could as far as the promos go. She did it to the best of her abilities. And she still her in-ring work is crazy. But now I think that character is going to allow her to shine even more than she has in the past year. Yeah, I, I feel like I said numerous times, less is more with her. And if WWE knew that, I have no idea why um, she has part of the creative process as far as being able to say what she wants almost um, as a, she's a free, th- a free thinker as a character. I would think to kind of polish that off or to make her look better, they would 
I mean, they would at least chop it up a little bit easier for her. Um, I do think that because of how Becky blew up, it kind of screw up plans, screwed up plans for her. But I will say last night, um, we were accustomed to her getting booze for the last month. Ever since she started the beef with Becky, that's when she really got all these booze. Um, last night, as soon as she quit talking, when it was clear, like, oh, yeah, I turned. Like, as soon as she said, this is um, no more Mrs. Nice Bitch or whatever, the crowd just, the crowd didn't pop. I wouldn't say pop, but the crowd just went silent. Like, did she just turn? Like, did she just turn? And then while she oh, was no. like, yeah, as soon as she started busting everybody's or Becky's ass and uh, kicked Charlotte out the ring, yo, the crowd was just shocked. And, you know, they had, a, I think at the most part now, people are like, all right, you know what? This is what we wanted to see. Like, this is the actual round that we wanted. Yep, and I think that people are a lot more invested in that match now. Like, I'm a Becky, I'm a Becky advocate at this point right now. Like, I'm full fledged on the Becky wave. I support the man, but I also like Ronda Rousey like a lot. So when that was going on, and we're sitting in the crowd, and I'm just watching, everybody's like all in all. And like kind of speechless, I didn't know who to cheer for, or who to boo for. Like people were still cheering for Becky, but I it wanted wasn't, to cheer for Becky. It wasn't OD though. It wasn't OD like usual. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. You got your your Becky stands, of course, but it was it was like a different type of tone. Like me personally, I I was sitting there silent because I didn't know who to cheer or boo. I was just I was stuck, and I feel like a lot of the audience felt the same way because. Everybody likes Ronda at the end of the day. And you can't, I feel like you can't bull Ronda that's putting in that type of work. A heel Ronda is going to be hard to dislike. Yeah, and I think also as well, I'm glad that um, compared to the night when Charlotte got in a couple of licks on Becky and then they let Becky just take it over. I'm glad they let Becky just get beat up last night. I don't. I don't like the fact that Becky's the only face they allow to whip ass. Like, every other face just gets jumped and has to deal with it. Yeah. And then, like, every week they was just letting Becky catch bodies. Like, come on. Like, it, if you're a big wrestling fan, like, you know that at some point that's, that's corny. Yeah, they try to make her look way too strong. And she's not. Like, she's really, her character is the epitome of a tough person. But it doesn't mean, like, you can't. She can't be caught off guard and she can't be trashed one night. Like, and that's that's how I liked how Raw would. Like, and it shows that, you know, what well, we got this investment in Rhonda. Like, we're going to make her priority over this. So, and after that, I really, I really can't say who, once again, who I don't know is going to pull out of WrestleMania with that belt. I can almost guarantee Fastlane will be a funny um situation with the stipulation. That if Becky loses, she won't be in the match. If Charlotte wins, it will just be Charlotte and Ronda. But I, I don't think that's going to be a clean match. I mean, Becky's definitely going to WrestleMania. Regardless. And um, I, I honestly don't know how that match will turn out. Because, you know, WWE, they might try to swerve you real quick. There's no reason for Charlotte to lose that match neither, though. There's no reason for that match to come with a decision. I can see somehow, some way, Stephanie McMahon getting involved in that. Because I feel like in, like, the next month, Stephanie's going to be behind this storyline 100% full throttle. At the end of Raw last night, you know, she made comments about a triple threat match. She was like, Ronda's going to get hers. One way or another, Ronda's going to learn her lesson, be it through a great triple threat match or a great singles match. And I know that people want to see a triple threat match. So Stephanie is behind this whole Becky Lynch main event, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey. So I think if they do try to make it go left at Fastlane, somehow Stephanie McMahon steps in to make sure Becky's in the match. Yeah, and it's weird right now because, like, Becky Lynch saw the comparisons to Stone Cold, and I'm looking at this, and I'm doing some reflecting about my younger years watching this. I'm like, yo, is it possible that Becky starts working for the authority? No. Is it possible Rhonda ends up, somebody's going to end up working for the authority here? And it's not going to be Charlotte because Charlotte's already 
a heel. Like somebody's gonna have that dynamic where they just flip turn. And I wonder if in the in the end run, it's like a double turn again. Like they turn around the face uh, heel to turn back the face again to be liked, and they turn back. But even if Becky Becky could be like um, Seth Rollins and still get a pop as a heel. I could see that. I could see somebody getting down with the authority, but I feel like if there is a turn, a face or a heel turn, it's the authority turning face. Like I see, I see somebody getting down with Triple H and Steph, Stephanie especially, mm-hmm. but in more of a, a a face persona. So say Ronda goes full fledged heel, she's the the badass of the company. You got a face Becky Lynch with a face Stephanie McMahon or a face Stephanie McMahon with a face Charlotte. You know, it can go so many ways. That that could be that could make for some good TV. Yeah, um yeah, bro. I'm I'm lost once again with this, man. I can't say it enough because after Becky actually turned God damn it, after Ronda turned heel last night, it just opens up like it opens up a great fight now. Now it's like a great, you know, talk to it. And you know she's she's a heel, but she's a Brock heel. Like she don't need to cheat because she's just dominant. Yeah. So it that's scary. Like she got like the Yokozuna, Yokozuna, and Brock feel to it. It I don't know who's walking out of that. I just know they got a lot invested in Ronda, and maybe that's that could be why she keeps on saying that talk. Like. You got too much money invested in me. This company isn't nothing without me. Like, shit. She's talking heavy. She's talking real heavy right now. And, like, she's blurring the lines between kayfabe and reality. Talking about Twitter. Like, this ain't on the script. I will fuck you up. And then, yo, if you catch it last night, because we, where we were sitting, we had great seats, but you still can't catch it all like, like you do on TV. So when I was looking back, not even on TV, when I seen it on YouTube, the clips of last night, yo, Ronda caught her with some uh, with a knee to the head. And listen, that shit look real to me. I ain't going to hold you. She caught her with a couple off the rip after she said, no more Mrs. Nice, bitch. And she kicked Charlotte in the gut. She turned around to Becky, gave Becky the cleanest open hand smack I ever seen in my life. She smacked the shit out of her and said, tweet that, bitch. Yo, word. Yo, the whole time, like when they, when like the, uh, when the screen cut off for y'all viewers at home, um, they had the video afterwards. It's on WWE's uh, YouTube page, but the whole time she's like, tweet this bitch, tweet this bitch. You got something else to say? Tweet this bitch. Left the ring, came back, hit her again. Like, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> like, and Yo. every word is like beep 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 beep. Like this old school beeping. Bleeps. They're yeah. not just like cutting the words us, bitch. And they couldn't even hold all the cuss words. Like some was even leaked out. Like Rhonda was going hammer. And that was off the air. So Rhonda, she turned up last night. Rhonda turned up last night. I love it. She snapped. Alright, what else happened last night? Um once again. Well, no, let's not even get in there. Let me just get this little 10-second thing off. Once again, the Raw's tag team division is weak as hell. They need, they desperately need, um, what the hell, uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black to get them, get them tag teams and have some, like, the match with the Revival was decent, and they had a fire one a week before. Yeah. But, like, when, that now it's going to be Gable, Bobby, rooting them out. Um, in the triple threat match at Fast Lane, I'm not saying it can't be fire, but but besides Ricochet and Aleister Black, they're not really like it's not popping. It, it's it from that from the spectator standpoint, it could be a cool match, but that's when you're gonna take your piss break and get your snacks. I ain't gonna hold you. Oh whoa, that's that's gonna be a fire match. Revival is a great tag team. They're a great tag team. They, the characters, I'm not a big fan of because, like, the charisma is just not there. But when it comes to them in that ring and they put those uh, those dual tag team moves on folks, they put that work in. And Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, you know how I feel about Chad Gable. That's the man right there. 
Chad Gable got the cleanest German suplex in the game. Bobby uh, uh-huh. I'm just not with it. I'm, I'm, I just, it's like, it's almost set up for Aleister Black and them to win, get the chips. And then last night had to suffer through a gauntlet match with heavy machinery and the rest of them. Like, I just, whew. <laughs> that That was the piss break, for real. And that was the quickest gauntlet match I've ever seen in my life. Right before Norm got up, I was like, yo, I pray to God this ain't a gauntlet match with heavy machinery. What the hell happened? It was a, it was a like, 10-minute gauntlet match. Bro, I stood up for like, yeah, like five, ten minutes. And as I'm walking back, the match is over. I was like, "What?" It was it was weak. Like heavy machine. I'm actually I actually like heavy machinery a little bit, but it's it's not it's not an act to take serious. I'm saying that division, yo, SmackDown has so many fire tag teams. The shakeup has to bring some of them tag teams over. I'm to the point where I just wish the tag team belts would be with just one belt That's because. What- they need to unify that division because it's so it's so weak. So let me ask you though. So do you see Ricochet and Aleister Black taking the belts, or does Revival hold on to it a little bit more? Well, I mean, seeing as the Revival or heels, I mean, there could be a chance that you know they cheat to get their way, or Bobby Roode and them screw it up somehow. They always. Chad Gable and Bobby Roode are always good, even in their singles career, for f- screwing it up somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Alistair Black, I really, I would like to see Alistair Black and Ricochet get the tag team titles, but at the same time, they're single acts, bro. They're megastars are single acts. And they, they flip-flopping between shows. I honestly can't really see them holding a the chip right now. Like, SmackDown, they had the match against the bar tonight. So they're kind of all over the place. Got Nakamura, Nakamura and Ruth, you know, stepping in on that. So eventually, before they do break off on the singles run, because that's what they need, they they really are single stars. They're just flip flopping between brands on the tag team scene. So I can't see them holding the belts. Plus, Revival, once they got the belts, they haven't won one match. And they've had the belts for like a month now. And they caused all that mass hysteria. Not even. Two months ago, they get the belts and cry about it. And get buried. And to keep it a being like, look at look at all the tag teams, bro. Who in who in your in your mind? Who are your top three tag teams or top five even at that? Who's those? New day. Oh yeah, yeah, new day, new day. I'm thinking the bar. I want to say the bar, to be honest. Um. Damn. I know there's a team on Raw that I do fuck with. Wait, is there a team on Raw that I do fuck with? I fuck with the Lucha House Party, but I wouldn't consider them dynamic. You had the Hardy Boys back in action together. Yeah, I fuck with the Hardys. They, I mean, all-time greats. I really can't. Like, I want to say AOP, but I would be saying AOP just to say AOP. They must be heard of something right now. Yes. Uh, you got Orrin Anderson, you got Orrin Anderson the, the Good Brothers, whatever the hell they call themselves, OGBC. Bro, like, outside of that, bro, you don't want to see a tag team. Like, you you don't want to see a tag team outside of that. Yeah. I, and that's, that's I the Royal Tag Team Division. I can't think of five legitimate fire tag teams like legit tag teams i mean you got your thrown together shit like nakamura and shinsuke and alistair black and ricochet but i'm you know i don't look at them as legit tag teams fuck all that you should have to barely that's my that's my number five exactly the men's the raw men's division doesn't even have a spot and they have a title. They they have titles. They're not in the top five and have titles. All of their tag teams are jobbers. Everybody in that gauntlet match, jobbers. Job- Raw, needs, Raw needs the Undisputed Era so bad. Yeah. And then even like when the Shield, I'll take the Shield over 
anybody on Raw right now. Maybe not the the top tag teams of SmackDown, but I take the Shield, Rollins and Dean, or even Roman and one of them. Yeah, at least be believable. I, I, I it'll be fire to see Roman and Dean with the tag belt. The, the tag is dead in Raw. Like it almost has no point of the show because the little recyclable six with their tag team matches get more love than the regular tag teams do, and they're trying to. They're trying to push it, but when something's unbel- like when you just don't believe something and you force it down somebody's throat, that's the biggest gripe I have with the WWE. It's just like. Yeah, like NXT people love revival, but come on, guys. Like it's this is real. Like once you go to the crowds and everything, like you might hear NXT, NXT, but NXT isn't isn't the main stage, man. Like they deserve a main show to maybe boost them to that level. Cause when it comes to the underground, like they're the truth. But some of these guys just aren't big time names. And not being though, like all three of those teams. In that match, are fire. Those are good teams. That those teams like the, the revival is good. Like I don't do, mind watching. Do you want to see it on a WrestleMania card though? Well, I want to see the revival on the on the Mania card. Honestly, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them because you want to know why? Because they'll put on a a great match. And you know, at the end of the day, when I look at tag team wrestling, I expect to see a great match. Like. People taking chances, risks, double team moves, some high flying action. Revival's bringing that. You know, those teams, but the majority of the teams on the Raw roster that were in that gauntlet match, they don't do that shit like the Ascension. I'm not getting nothing out of them. Nah. You know what I'm saying? And the B team, I fuck with the B team's characters, but. The gimmick. Like, you fuck with the gimmick, but you don't fuck with them. Exactly. And then you got Zack Ryder and fucking Kurt Hawkins. You breaking up heaven. Yeah, they're all jobbers. I'm breaking up. Yeah. Now you good. They're all jobbers, though. Like, the raw, except for those three teams that we get in that fast lane. Like, I don't mind them, bro. I, I personally do not mind watching Revival ricochet and them. Like, that, they put, they'll, they'll put on a banger for sure. Nah, I just have enough of these squares. I ain't got nothing to talk about when it comes to them. That tag team trash. That division, it's not trash for me to be a hater. Like, it's trash, but just the appeal of it, the appeal of it to me is just, it's it's not there. But let's get on to the real, to the real other story. Mr. Roman Reigns, if y'all did not know, for all y'all calling it a work, if y'all got the chance to watch The Chronicle after Raw last night, Roman finally um, uh, gave light to his illness. He has CML, which is an early stage of leukemia that just comes in quick. And he said that he takes a oral a oral pill of um, chemo. So it's not even like chemotherapy. It's like just a pill. And he was able to be in remission. And then even Jones, he's in remission. Doesn't mean the shit's going. So I don't know why people are playing these like these games. Um saying it's a work and all that. Y'all can go to hell for all I care. Um, But, yeah, he shed some light on it, said what it was, saying he's still dealing with some things, but he got his energy back. And it's, yo, man, I give that my power to that man. Yeah. And once again, once again, he brought, he got the shield back. It was getting scary last night and when he brought Seth out to be like, yo, you got something I want. It didn't take not even. And I heard it even when I watched it again this morning. The Bulls were coming last night, Nori. They was coming. We yeah. heard them. Philly wanted the Boo Roman so bad. He he. I think he kind of threw the bait out like he was going to start body. pitching for the universal title. But body. not at all. He, he, he definitely threw us a curveball, and he started talking about bringing back the shield. He brought Seth Rollins out. He wants to get the band back together. That's a corny line, dog. <laughs> it is. It is. And, you know, Dean came out. Fucking, he stood at the top of the ramp for a second. Then Elias smacks him in the back of the head with a guitar. I don't know how many guitars Elias has, but he keep breaking them over people. Yo, and Dean Ambrose was selling that, that smack all night to the back. Nice. <laughs> Bro, he was shaking 
<laughs> from <laughs> from nine o'clock, from seven o'clock, all the way to ten. <laughs> like that no way that hurt that bad. He, he was selling the shit out that. Um, last night too is funny. Um, there's been rumors saying that Dean is taking it's still or now it's gonna stay because Roman's back. Um, everything's going on with his contract, saying he wants to leave. Um, we didn't hear it last night because we were there, but I, when I watched it this morning, Renee dropped a little um, eggshell. She was like, he's still leaving for greener passages, and they still said that. So I really think this is a one-off um, just to get the shield to pop one more time, um, just to give Roman some time and to not be so active in the whole the whole beef. And I think people need to realize that, too. Um, even though Roman's back, he might get a mania match, like a squash match, like a five-minute match, but... I don't think, don't expect nothing too crazy until he really works everything up. Um, definitely Seth and Dean are going to be the workhorses of this match. And I think it's official for Fastlane where they're going to first uh, the key three of the Recyclable Six, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. Yeah, it's It's been announced. It's official. Official tissue. Yeah, I mean... It's a uh, what's it called all over again? Essentially, just dropped off Ziggler and switching with Baron Corbin. Yeah, it's it's another one of those matches, and you know I guess we'll get the feel good moment with the Shield. I'll take that. I mean, they could open the show with that match. Honestly, I don't feel like that's a main event worthy match, but it, if, it'll. If it's the main event, bro, I swear to God, I'll be the first one on Twitter. Uh, hashtag cancel my WWE subscription. I'll be sorry. And Roman's my favorite guy, but I just can't get I can't get overly hyped. I feel like I'm a Debbie Downer right now with some of this shit. The only thing that really got me hyped right now, for real, for real, is the Ronda Becky Charlotte story, and and KO KO and uh Daniel Bryan. But we'll get to that one a little bit that, later. You read my mind. It's read it. My mind. They're really just pushing one thing, which is funny, though, because I have a niche that I don't think Brock is dropping this title at Mania. They're showing no love to this story at all whatsoever. It's true. When's the last time Paul Heyman's been on TV? You notice I said Paul Heyman because Brock Lesnar doesn't even need to be in the conversation as far as TV goes. And Seth, he's just... He's completely ignoring that entire storyline. He's just on his Roman wave. So, like, they're not building this story at all. The only thing that I noticed was, you know, when Seth came out to talk to Roman, he had new merch on. He had on a Beast Slayer shirt. He got rid of the uh, the Seth freaking Rollins, and now he's going by the Beast Slayer. I just, bro, I have a mean feeling he's not going to do it. I just have a, I mean, he might end up doing it in a sense like Roman did, but I don't think it's going to be at Mania, bro. I, mean, I think it's going to be some crazy spot, too, bro. I think uh, he's going to go from one of the, uh, what's that shit called he does? Where he, the, yeah, the curb stomp. I think it's going to be like when he tried to do it to Randy Orton, and he hit Randy Orton with that RKO. I think he's going to get a curb stomp into an F5, yeah. That'll be fire. I, I see... That'll be fire. And, you know, last year at Mania when they had Brock versus Roman, WWE threw a swerve, and Roman Reigns, you know, he lost the match. Brock Lesnar walked out with the title. So it it could happen again. I don't want to see it happen again because I fuck with Brock Lesnar. I'm a Brock Lesnar fan. But it is it's starting to get played out with him having that belt and never showing up on TV. Bro, you got a whole show devoted to two belts. Yeah. Like, it's 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 crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I wish Brock was here more than, even if he showed his face once a month and he did more talking, but that's not his character. That's not the mystique of his character. Like, you realize, right, by the time 20 years from now, when Brock don't fight anymore, he's going to be really, like, he's going to be considered, well, he is a legend, but he's going to be considered like a myth because of how dominant he was. But to never really be here, that part-time status, like, I'm just, hey, yo, it makes me sick, to, man. But it, he deserves it. it. And it adds to his flavor. So 
we know it's a big deal when he does show up. So people are tuned in. When people say Brett Lesnar is not a draw, it, it that's ridiculous. He's a draw. People know when you see Brett Lesnar being promoted, you tuning in. Period. But it's he has the belt, so it's like I I forget what the universal title looks like. Like we need somebody who's really gonna bring that shit to Monday Night Raw and make it mean something. And I really think too, on a personal level, that. Seth Rollins isn't the one that should do it. I think if anybody can do it and should do it, I think AJ Styles needs to come over. And I think AJ Styles versus Brock, even though we've seen it at Survivor Series, Survivor Series, right? Yeah. Even though we've seen it there, like with the build up now, on if AJ Styles goes to Raw, when he will go to Raw, add some, add some flavor to that. Get a feisty AJ Styles. That's what that I think that can almost cap off his career and what needs to be done. His AJ, and then after that, you are getting the universal belt, beating Brock because it's believable he can beat anybody else, bro. And just like it, it's believable Seth can beat anybody else, but like as good, like put it this way when Goldberg comes back. Goldberg has these three-second matches with Brock. He has these three-second matches with Rock when he came back a while years ago. You don't want to be that guy. Like, I don't think that does anything for your legacy to be like, you're the one that took out Goldberg. Because it's a three-minute match. Like, and that will only work in his favor. I totally think AJ Styles and the Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, I don't want... I'm not even throwing Roman's name in there right now, but AJ Styles and a Finn Balor. If AJ Styles is the one oh. to take that belt off of him, it keeps people in tune, and then AJ Styles can, you know, have less of a schedule and still, like, contain the crowd, still be there, and have that title actually mean something to the Raw brand. I agree with that wholeheartedly. AJ Styles coming to Raw is something I wouldn't mind seeing. Because there's so many matches you can get out of that. I'd be okay with Seth Rollins beating Brock, though, and still getting all of those matches that you said. Let Seth carry the torch for a little bit because he, he's proven that he can do it when he was IC champion. So let Seth hold the torch, bring AJ Styles over, then we get that AJ-Seth match. AJ should go over on on Seth. Then AJ, though, AJ-Seth gives me, like, Brett... Shawn Michael chills like it's a dream match. It's a dream match. That, that that vibe is sick. Then if we get something like a triple threat, AJ, Seth, Finn, like those three right there can put on some of the craziest matches. They the ones that get the crowd the hypest. Like when people see Brock, this and this ain't even shitting on Brock, but it's it's time to move on. Like I. And the thing it sucks is because you're waiting for WrestleMania for that to happen. And you know if he wins at WrestleMania, he'll only ever lose at SummerSlam or WrestleMania. So you know what you're what you're going into after the result of the fight. You're like, damn, I gotta stay here for another six months and yep. watch a bunch of jobbers cut promos to try to get the United Like how many how many six man uh how, how many stupid ass matches are you gonna get? Where you got these five guys that should be stars fighting just to go up against Brock. When it takes two spots to fill promos, it's just the heel and the face. There's people deserving of two spots. And Brock is always consistently taking up the one. Like, it it just screws the rest of the Raw up. And it puts that whole creative team in a bind where the stories just suck. And then we got some bullshit to look forward to with the Saudi Arabia show coming right after Mania. So that just gives it even more of a reason why Brock might keep the title because, you know, they want him in Saudi Arabia. And then we got to put up with that bullshit even more. It's like, well, when Brock don't have the belt, bro, yo, that whole thing they did with Roman and uh, Braun Strowman. When uh, Brock didn't even have the belt no more, where he could add a new flavor to the mix, 
that was fire. Brock can offer so much more to the WWE as one of those characters. Yeah. That when you put that belt on him, that belt is dead. Nobody takes that shit serious. When you, when you and me were texting earlier about KO, KO's probably undeniably had the best run. Hands down. With the with the universal title, hands down. And second to him is probably Finn Balor, which only lasted 24 hours. You got Seth. Seth never had the universal. Well, he just had the they had, but had the black butt over there. Yeah, like before the uh, universal happened. I mean, Roman had it, but that was a, a lackluster run because he didn't really do anything with it. When KO had the universal title, that shit meant something. He showed up. He had an ill character. You know, storylines was on point. He took out opponents. He lost it to Goldberg. So that was like, that was a big deal. Yes. Oh, KO lost it to Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah, but and who was going? Dog, get these get these part timers out of here. At least if Brock's gonna be there, at least have Brock work twice a week, three times a week, fulfill his mystique, or not a week, a month. Because it's... It's it, WrestleMania season. He not he hasn't been on TV at all since... Word. World. And it was like that weird, like, that weird consecutive weeks he was on Raw for nothing. Just the F5 uh, Seth Rollins, God knows how many times. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that shit. But let's get on to a more exciting match. And actually now it seems like the U.S. title is being respected with a with a damn fire set of athletes tonight between R-Truth, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and the man who I will not name for stealing my woman. <laughs> Andrade, I'll say it for you. <laughs> it was a fire match, man. That's a... Everybody got their licks in. Everybody got like some kind of highlight. Andrade dropped Rey Mysterio on his neck, and I thought I thought Rey was done because he pulled when he was on the outside of the uh, ring, and Rey was still pulling on the rope. <laughs> when he slammed him down, yo, all you seen was Rey neck go. I was like, oh shit. Damn, I must have missed that spot. That was that was nasty, but. The end of it, everybody put on a, a damn good match. Wouldn't mind seeing it again at Fastlane. Um, awesome chance all throughout the match. Yeah, but I, and I hope. Congratulations to Samoa Joe. Now I hope Samoa Joe can go on some type of run, man. Bro, if Kofi Kingston doesn't get the belt sometime this year, I want to see KO with the belt, with the main belt. But a KO face... Run versus Samoa Joe. That would be fucking sick. Hell yeah. Samoa Joe's promos, he's he's the top promo guy on the main roster right now. And Samoa Joe, in my opinion, it's cool that he got the U.S. championship. Congratulations. First title. First title on the main roster. First title on the main roster. Me, personally, I think he deserves the main strap. On either brand, he deserves the big bo- the big boy. You know, I'll take what I can get for right now. I'm a little disappointed, though, because R-Truth dropped the belt. And I had just texted you like five or ten minutes before that saying I'm I'm hoping for an R-Truth and John Cena match at Mania. A lot of Twitter heads was talking about that. A lot of them. So, you know, that that's out the window. I, I could have saw it like he go for the open challenge at WrestleMania and then John Cena comes out. That gives John Cena something to do at WrestleMania. But, you know, Samoa Joe has the belt. I'll take that as a consolation prize. He deserves it. But put the big strap on my baby. Word. I think at some point, I think you got to do it with a character that shouldn't have a long run. You can't do it with a guy like AJ Styles like they tried. You can't do it with a guy like maybe Randy Orton he could take the belt off. But the thing is, Samoa Joe is such a heel. I kind of hope that this kind of embarks him as like a face a little bit. Or just at least an in-betweener. If they're going to switch Elias week by week, they can at least go with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe got to get some kind of run. If not a money in the bank. Money in the bank will fit his case hard body. Like, like that would be fire. 
Yeah, that gives us, that makes sense. Um, that'd be fire too if since they shunned him off for a while, now he finally got the belt. It could be like a Seth kind of situation where he has both belts at the same time with the money in the bank. Get that man all his blessings in one. And I do really like like how the mid card looks on SmackDown Live right now. Like the oh, whole tremendous title picture is insane. You got Andrade, Rey Mysterio, R Truth. Uh, Samoa Joe, you got Shinsuke Nakamura, I know it's going to end up creeping through. Rusev, Rusev. Mustafa Ali. Came back tonight. You know, that he can, he can, right now it looks like he's trying to creep in that main event picture, but, you know, you put him in the U.S. title match, be insane. Yeah, dog, that was a good, that was a good ass match tonight, and I think it would lead to bigger and better things for him. And then, like we said countless times, you don't need to be on TV every week when you're the U.S. champion, especially on SmackDown, because they, they'll make sure you're not on TV anyways. <laughs> so I think he'll have a decent run. Um, And, like, he deserves it, man. The ultimate performer, um, ultimate professional. I'll give it to Samoa Joe, man. I'm just glad to see that man get his, his dues tonight, get his flowers, as people would say. I was kind of upset the New Day wasn't there tonight. Um, but that being said, KO showed out. And they really selling that. Stun- the stunner is his finisher now. Oh, yeah. And it cleaned up since last week. Way cleaned up. Way cleaned That joint. Yo, KO, dog, I'm 250-plus. KO makes you feel like as a big boy, like, yo, I could be out there on that main stage right now. Like, KO... And when you hitting stunners out there, yo, Kale's like every kid out there that wants to be in the WWE right now that's fighting their big brother. Like, Kale um, just... Frog Splash, his arsenal is all over the place. Bro, it's just like he's a creative player. Like, he, yo, Kale is that guy right now. I swear I thought Sami Zayn was going to pop out tonight, though. Did you think that at some I point? Did. I did. When, um, when Daniel Bryan said something about he lost all his friends. I was expecting Sami Zayn to pop out right at that moment. Where, and I could see somehow Sami O, if Sami Owens, Sami Zayn came out and uh, cost in that match a fast lane, that would be fire. Because they still got like, they had like a good friendship, but like they were always screwing each other over low key. I could see that. Yo, you, you Pete Rowan's like that, his finisher, whatever the hell that is. It's like a choke slam with the skull. He palms like, the dude's uh, skull. Grab on your head, like. Yeah, that shit is weird. I did see that. I noticed that finisher, and he cut a promo today where his voice was just like mad raspy, and I never heard Rowan. Y'all, like he kind of seemed like a new character as of today. I'm I'm not, I'm not feeling Eric Rowan at all. I want Luke Harper back. They say he was hurt. Should be back soon. I hope he has nothing to do with this. And as long as they don't bring up back the Bludgeon Brothers, I'm cool. It's crazy, bro. I, I think we're actually looking. I see Daniel Bryan's pop not as strong as it once was. People um, don't. People people can picture the belt on somebody else now. Yeah. I, and I think people are crazy excited for the speculation of Kofi and um. KO, I just hope it doesn't get... I think you have a, a golden opportunity to further the beef between one of them and then swapping out the other person for it. Like, I think you see, you can see a solid six months ahead with them three guys. So whoever, like, after this fight, if KO somehow wins, KO and Kingston going at it, like, I can see that draw out for a little while, even though we're not supposed to get the mandatory rematches no more. I can see that going for a long story. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty entertained by that feud, but it's like I, I still want Kofi to hold that strap, but I don't want him to hold it for a long time. But I really want to see KO show out. Like KO, KO is really a SmackDown star. He's a star wherever he's at, but like SmackDown is just like it fits his grit, man. And like an Andrade KO thing, I can see. KO fits in anywhere you put him, period. Because he, he's a star. He's a top star. Anywhere you put him, that dude shines on the mic or in the ring. And after seeing him tonight, 
in that stunner, I really want to see him at Mania with Kofi and Daniel Bryan in the triple threat. I would love to see that. Yeah, I think it opens. I don't know if I want to see a triple threat because we're gonna be triple threaded out. We already got yeah. one. We already got one lined up. I just, I just honestly want to see KO versus Kofi Kingston. I really want to see a full match of KO. I mean, of Kofi versus Daniel Bryan, because just that little short span we got, I think, chamber. yeah, in the Dagonlin matches, just a full match, bro. I think would just set that crowd up on the beam. Yeah. And then you, then you can get Daniel Bryan out of here, and he can be a heel. He can just be a heel without a belt, which Makes for better TV. I can even see him still doing some bullshit like losing the title but keeping his belt and being the player. <laughs> That'd be fire. <laughs> no, That'd be fire. That'd be part of his character. I can see that. And I thought, I think whoever gets that belt, I think like the next day on SmackDown, you're going to get a trash can on fire and they're going to throw it in there. Yeah, I I, I want to see how they how they get back to the leather strap. But if yo, cause you know if the new day do it, it's gonna be some crazy color ass belt. It's gonna be like turquoise, orange, yellow. Oh, that man. shit gonna look crazy. The unicorn belt. That's gonna be nasty. Probably got a pancake or two on it. It's gonna be the pancake belt. I ain't ready for that. <laughs> then I'm on one KO to get that belt that night. But he did look, KO looked a little rusty last week. I would say he came out this week looking clean, even though the match was interrupted. It's a clean match, man. He looked a lot better. Back. Man, it's back. Um, I think that's pretty much that's pretty much it for this week. I mean, it's been an entertaining week, kind of slow. Last but not least, I mean, got Triple H promo, basically saying, Batista, watch your back before I come to your crib. It's on site. On site, and we we getting the face to face, Batista and Triple H on Raw in Pittsburgh this Monday. They're they're promoting the face to face, but I see Batista pulling some, you know, from Twitter, however he wants to do it, a little video promo. I kind of hope we, I kind of hope they don't get that. I kind of hope we get nothing but back and forth till Mania. We'll see how let the the, like tension just rises and rise as you can get. Be fire. And yo, Batista creep, yo. You see how he be uh commenting on all the uh Bailey and Sasha's pictures? He a creep. Yeah, he trying to get his he trying to get his looks, huh? That's all. He fifty years old. Sasha yeah. Banks like twenty four, twenty five. That's yeah, disgusting. I, I feel him though. Shit. I seen Sasha Banks with them glitter them glitter drawers on yesterday. God bless. Life God bless. Sasha Banks, holla at your boy. I love you, baby. Where I love you. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, letting his emotions fly. <laughs> you and a guy at the goddamn uh, at the raw. Both of y'all was. I love Sasha just like anybody else, but two him and the guy next to us, they was damn near drooling over my baby ass. Her ass was getting busted. That's what I'm saying. Why they jobbing her so hard? I have no idea. They job, they've been jobbing her for years, bro. They know that she's one of the best in-ring female performers, but she just she can sell so good, and she's so small. So it's like she just gets jobbed out. I think she can sell good because the shit actually hurts. She's yeah. constantly hurt. She's really getting fucked up. But, but I think that's it, y'all. I think there's – I don't really have nobody to give no flowers to this week. They no no just duels this week because it'll probably be the same as last week for real, for real. Um, but this is I'm gonna give out one quick little flower the Golden Thong Award for the new Hall of Fame entrant, Tori Wilson. Um, yeah, about that. Just Tori Wilson's in the Hall of Fame. It's 2019, anything is possible, expect the unexpected. The Golden Thong Award recipient Tori Wilson. But what she represented at the time, she said she is the epitome of a diva, dog. If chips was given out in bras and panties matches, Tori's in there. Nice swimwear. Blonde hair, big titties. She's the poster, the poster face for a diva. 
I'll agree with that for sure. And then and one, she, she was a baddie. She was one of the baddest, in my opinion. No uh, doubt. Even. R.I.P. to uh, King Kong Bundy. R.I.P. Died at 61. That's too soon. Way too soon. When you consider Batista's 50 years old, that's way too soon. So R.I.P. King Bundy. Um, but yeah, that's it. This is the Road to Mania podcast. This is episode four. Please, listeners, thank you for listening. God bless. But please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you're listening to us at. If it's YouTube, hit us with some likes, dislikes, whatever. Leave a comment. Show us how you feeling about us. Um, catch me on IGTV throughout the week. Just give them my, if I feel strong enough about something, I'm going to vent and I'm going to let it out. Um, on all the podcast streaming services, hit us with reviews and stars. That's how, you know, hopefully we can build this thing, get the word out and get more listeners, subscribers, just so we can do more for y'all. We love wrestling. We want to bring wrestling to you guys. So just just help us help you, because this is all we really care about, for real, for real. We need y'all. Y'all support us. We support y'all. More content to come. You know, the more support we get, the more content we can make for y'all. So, you know, also follow us at Rodomania on Instagram, where we're putting up all the latest memes, WWE news, rumors, and all that good stuff. And if we're at a live event, we'll make sure that we get plenty of footage out to y'all like we did at Raw. So, you know, check us out. Facts. All right, y'all. We out. Peace. Peace. You see this, John?